Welcome to the Nine Moms Podcast. My name is Phineas and this is my mama's podcast and, and here she is. Hi, I'm Trigvi. I'm the husband of Lisa. I love to support her. And if you want to feel as much joy in supporting my wife as I do, then you can donate to her by buying her a coffee. She may or may not spend it on coffee. She might, you know, buy a new set of headphones. Who knows? Anyway, it's the internet. Go crypto. Do stuff. Get her a couple of NFTs. Um, You can do any of this, especially buying her a coffee, by heading to the website and hitting the buy me a coffee button or you can go to the nine months podcast instagram and find a link in the bio or you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash the nine months zero that uh, that address again is buymeacoffee.com slash the nine months zero nine and zero and numerals not words spelled out go and buy her a coffee feel the great joy of supporting a wonderful human making a fantastic podcast and raising two exceptionally smart, handsome, clever young boys. Thanks. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Nine Months Podcast. And this is episode number 50. I cannot believe it. I <laughs> I keep saying that every week. I can't believe I've made this many episodes, but it, but really, it's like... It's such a nice thing that I get to do and it's just run away from me. And I'm like, oh, I've gotten to record 50 episodes. How great is that? I am a bit delirious today. You might hear it. I (laughs) just got back from my London trip on Monday night, really, really late in the morning, actually. And um, woke up early on Tuesday to teach yoga taught a lot of yoga yesterday and today it's actually Wednesday so it's just the day before I release this episode so I'm cutting it a little bit short this week Um, but I had a really nice time going away learning some new things um, for yoga and also for the birth course that me and Alex are putting together uh, over at the birth collective um yeah so that is my update for the week uh today you're going to be hearing from my friend cam um she's going to be sharing the birth of her two little girls nora and zoe here in prague and um yeah i'm actually not going to talk about it so much today she will tell the story beautifully herself um and I've been waiting to hear these it's been really nice to to hear them I've known Cam for a long time and uh I've been uh we always talk a little bit about our kids and all these things and and it was really nice to get to hear them so thanks again Cam for coming on and sharing your beautiful stories and um without further ado here is Cam so hi Cam and welcome to the nine months podcast hi Lisa thanks for uh, (laughs) thinking about me and inviting me yeah of course so nice to have you do you want to start by introducing yourself and who's in your family and what you guys do sure so my name is um, Camilla but all the expats call me Cam which is easier (laughs) and I'm a mother of two I have two girls that are almost five 
and seven years old. And uh, I am a single mother for over three years now, but I want to say out loud, we're on good terms with um, the dad most of the time. And mm -hmm. yeah, it's a hard work to bring up the girls on my own, but it, I think we're doing what we can and um, the girls' happiness is uh, it's just the I feel like they're they're happy enough and uh, yeah if I may say and I'm living in Prague for almost a decade now I moved here for work I got a job offer back then uh, to be a theater production manager and a sort of yeah like an admin in an NGO that um, was supporting artists nonverbal in nonverbal theater area and I was back then in Brno and I needed to move and change and yeah so I started working here and then I moved to a job at the U.S. embassy to sort of have a nine to five job and not worry about so um after I had some time off at the nine to five job where I relaxed a little bit more, I got pregnant because um, we met with Joey very early in Prague when I moved here and he was back then, I think he was about, yeah, early thirties and he was worried his, his parents are very old. So he was pushing for the kids very early. And one day I was on a train to visit my friend in Chumava and I was like, why not? I'm 30. I'm ready to have kids. <laughs> so it wasn't I was on board with having kids but I remember like a month before I came to terms with it I was like no way I'm gonna not have kids for another five years and then it just <laughs> it just came to it came to me and I'm happy because the later I would have kids the less energy I would have I feel like but it's mm. maybe I'm saying it because I'm now I have two kids and I'm tired but you know, at 35, you don't have to be tired because you don't have any kids. So right. anyway, yeah, I met Joey um, at a CrossFit gym. So I, why I am yeah, talking about it is because I worked out throughout the first pregnancy up to like six months. So I want to say it out loud. You don't have to be worried about working out when you're pregnant. <laughs> no. Yeah. And it brings me to like my free time yeah and I like yeah besides working out and doing yoga that I actually discovered with the Prague Yoga Collective <laughs> thanks to Joey and also <laughs> yeah. when we split up it was when I started making sure that I have my own time and yoga was the on Thursdays was the only time that I got out of the house and I was on my own so that really really helped and I've been loving it ever since Mm, I yeah. also yeah high five <laughs> besides all these moving all this moving and um stuff I like I like the I don't know how to call it maybe a self-growth I I like pushing myself and yeah thinking about where you want to be a lot these days and yeah. then I like gardening Although downtown Prague, it's not as easy, but I'm in some communities where you can, you can dig into the soil with your own fingers. So I'm trying <laughs> and I like hiking and reading and I am actually liking 
being a mom. So there were times where I didn't really like it, but I yeah. like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Overall, right? <laughs> it's nice. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> oh, great. So, so Nora was planned then. Is that, um, that's, that's what, right. Yeah. What happened? So Both how, of them how were planned. Yeah. So how did you find out when, when you were pregnant the first time? How did that go? Uh, it have, it's a funny story. We were up in the mountains in Slovakia and uh, with Joey just over Christmas. And we were running down a slope and my breast was crazy hurting. And I was like, what is wrong with me? And uh, two days later, we couldn't get a pregnancy test because you were up in the mountains. There is no pharmacy. So we had to wait until we go home. And then um, I found out I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. so it was we started trying I guess yeah in the summer or something it took a few months and then um yeah I found out over Christmas so that was it we were pretty thrilled I was excited mm-hmm. Joey was super excited he was stoked I remember <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah but I the pregnancy itself was I don't want to I mean I'm gonna I just always feel a little bad in front of the other moms, but my pregnancies were like nothing. I did not feel nauseous once. I don't remember that. I I was a little tired in January after I found out. I remember I kept sleeping a little more than usual, but I was working out. Uh, I was, yeah, I was just living a regular life. I Yeah, I don't, I was worried that I'm going to be, you know, puking and, Hmm. not being able to eat but I have to say there was nothing different besides yeah. my belly growing <laughs> yeah so how did you did you um modify your your workouts or anything or did you just keep going as usual or was this something that you dug into a little bit deeper actually no I wasn't no I just did whatever was at the gym the programming and then I remember around six months I did a little run and I had to just kind of walk faster rather than run as I was used to. (laughs) And Mm. uh, my breathing got worse. I remember I kept catching my breath, just going up the hill. Mm. So around that time, I kind of stopped. And uh, I never did any physio or yoga back then, I think. But I used to go for massages. But those specific uh, massages uh, with, I don't know what you call it. It's a... it's a little like an iron stick and um, they use it for a piano uh, tuning oh. and oh. I'll, I'll mention it with the with the at the end some some websites where you can get yeah the treatment anyway so yeah. it was a, it was a lady that, <laughs> yeah it wasn't regular like massage but she would start like that that stick I want to call it a stick started mm-hmm. moving like a vibrating and then she put it on the muscle and it, it just let the muscle you know um relax oh so it's like super... sound like a well, well it wasn't sound but yeah yeah like a tuning oh. fork I guess yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah oh I've never heard and of this that sounds great <laughs> it was it's it was wonderful because you when you're so pregnant you you know you don't feel like a massage like laying on your back or even on the yeah. side is uncomfortable yeah. But this is just relaxing all the muscles everywhere. It was really nice. Mm. Yeah. So that's all. That's what I did during the yeah. first pregnancy. 
And what kind of what extra. kind of model of care did you choose? Did you think a lot about that, or or did oh, you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> had my first <laughs> breakdown when I was like three months pregnant. I remember I had I started reading, you know, where you have to register in a hospital in. I read all the threats on the internet and mm-hmm. I broke down. I remember I was <laughs> whining and then crying and bawling. And yeah, I mm. was so decided. I uh, I was so sure that I'm not giving birth in the hospital. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then I was searching for other ways because I felt like, you know, I'm not a... I'm not ill. I'm very healthy. And um, I was feeling that being pregnant and delivering a baby, giving birth is a very natural thing. And I have to say the pregnancy and the hormones made me way more connected to, I want to say nature, but just being more of a being rather than doing Mm. and yeah, connected to myself a lot more. So I decided to have a midwife and I wanted a home birth. Hmm. So I was searching back then for midwife. And since uh, home birth is forbidden legally in the Czech Republic, you have to dig deep and find some contacts. And um, I called a few midwives that were willing to help out. And Hmm. most of them either were fully booked or since my due date was sometime end of August, beginning of September, they were planning to be on vacation. So I ended up with one that I was okay with and I decided to have that midwife, but I wasn't too happy. (laughs) (laughs) But I, um, she was, she was fine. I mean, it was my first pregnancy, so I didn't even know what else could be better, Mm. I guess. But yeah, so we, uh, I mean, I told Joey I'm doing it this way and I guess he didn't have any much choice and he just yeah. agreed. He was fine. I mean, he was terrified, I think, but <laughs> he, <Yeah. laughs> he kept supporting me that way. He didn't say anything against it. So it was fine. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was, that was the, that was it. Uh, this midwife, she had a connection at Podoli. So she, uh, she suggested to um, sign up in Podoli just in case, which I was totally fine with. And I went, I skipped at the beginning. I didn't do the ultrasound, the very, like there is a 13 week or 12th week or 14 week, week one. Yeah, I skipped a bunch of stuff because I was, I mean, I decided I'm going to keep it anyway, even if there is something wrong with it, with the little baby. And uh, so I, yeah, I did that and I skipped even the diabetes test because back then we were into paleo and we ate a lot of, um, we ate pretty strictly, no carbs and no sugar. So I felt like, why would I get tested with so much sugar and make myself crazy and the baby crazy (laughs) since we're not used to it? Yeah. And uh, so I didn't go for that test, but I did. I remember I did um, that. You can get yourself a test for a long sugar or something. It was called long blood sugar or something. So I did that and it was fine. So I was confident enough to fight against all, you know, they like to tell you um, you're definitely going to have a, yeah, 
whatever. And uh, because you didn't do the diabetes test anyway. Hmm. Yeah. So um, I did the ultrasound around tw- 20th week, but we, I didn't want to know the gender. So um, I wanted a surprise and uh, the ultrasound didn't show it. Thank the Lord. <laughs> and I was, I, w- I have to say, I was almost hundred percent sure I'm having a boy. Hmm. And a girl came out with, but I have to say, she has a she has a boyish energy. So I think it it was kind of you know, yeah, it's funny, <laughs> yeah. Well, so that time. was the beginning. Hmm. And how was it um, planning for the home birth? Then what what steps did you do? Did you have your checkups at home with a midwife, or and how did you prepare your home and all of these things? She had a, she had, she has like a little office herself. So I kept going there every, I don't, I don't remember how often you were supposed to go, but I went once in a while there. And then she wanted me to go to the hospital as well, which I wasn't too happy about, but I did some, some of it. (laughs) And uh, I went for a, a, yeah, when you were very, like when you're closer and closer you're only supposed to go to the hospital but I kept switching it like I kept going once to her and once to the hospital I think and yeah she I went for a monitor like one of those uh, at the end that you have to do and I, I hated it I remember I was so like just annoyed because Nora wasn't like very active and they're like you have to have you have to drink some coke and how come you don't have any grape sugar with you and I was just like oh my god why would I wake up my baby in my belly with the processed sugar where you know why don't you just instead of the computer just touch my belly and you'll see she's fine so I was I was a little struggling with this different approach that you know midwife was exactly what I wanted she was connected to the belly she knew how Nora's turn and she was listening with the Doppler rather than like you show up at the hospital and they just use computers, but they don't even look up your belly. So, yeah. yeah. So that yeah. was it. But it was, I mean, overall, like I didn't have any uh, troubles, but I just didn't really like the hospital for how you, you're basically a number, not a person as much. Yeah. Yeah. I found that hard also. I just wanted them to sort of look at me and go, hey, Lisa, how you doing? <laughs> You know, yeah just like that I and am that a special person <laughs> exactly you know we see you we know you're yeah, pregnant exactly. we know we know it's hard you know like almost like you know you don't really you don't need them to hug you but almost like just no. seeing you and acknowledging that you're going through a thing exactly. makes it feel like you're getting a hug you know yeah. absolutely <laughs> yeah. yeah I agree yeah and how yeah. far along were you when you went into labor with Nora I was, well, they call it a week later, but I call it, uh, you know, she just came out one day where she was ready. Yeah, I was, yeah. I remember I had to um, uh, show up at the date when she was due or something in the hospital. And I went and of course they were like, oh yeah, you didn't get the diabetes test. You're, we're going to have to induce you. The baby is too big and you have too much amniotic fluid. And I dragged Joey with me back then. Because I was like, I need a man that will, you know, stand up for me. Because <laughs> I was just, you were so little and you were so worried because, you know, you don't really know, although you do. And uh, of course, yeah, the 
doctor sit down in front of a computer, just check the dates. He didn't even look me up <laughs> and said, yeah, we're going to induce you in a week if it doesn't start. I'm like, no. It's like, what? I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm sending whatever you want, but I'm not coming for induction. He's like, wow. And he saw Joey and because Joey has his poker face, you can't really say if he's going to punch him or he's going to hug him. So I guess <laughs> that was it. <laughs> that was a, that was, a, it was good. I brought him with me. And then, so I signed some papers and I said, sure, I'll come. But I, yeah. And then it was a week later, I just started natural. So I think it was like 41 weeks in. And I think up to 42, you're completely fine. You know, you can give birth anytime between 39 and 42. That is like in like regular or should be, should be okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened? So, then? <laughs> oh yeah. And then, um, my waters never broke both of those girls they just I don't know how but (laughs) so my water never broke but I started having uh, contractions and uh yeah I was sitting on a ball I had that big giant gymnastic ball and I remember Joey was freaking out but I kept telling him go to sleep (laughs) I'll need you in the morning more and uh I kept just sitting on the ball and listening to some Nora Jones I remember that one calming music and uh yeah I had a list of homeopathics what to take and you know when and of course it was all forgotten because I got so into just tuning with my body and worries also and uh yeah I called the midwife and she said she'll come in the you know early in the morning if it keeps going that way and uh yeah so she showed up in the morning she sent Joey to get breakfast so he can calm himself down <laughs> Mm-hmm. and we have some privacy yeah and uh yeah it was a nervous morning because he didn't really know what to do when he was coming you know walking around and she kept trying to speak in English and I was like oh my god just speak check to me and mm. um <laughs> so it wasn't very um like easy going but then yeah I got into it and yeah we were in the bedroom and it was fine but she I remember she made me lay on the side to make the had to start rotating start getting into the yeah crowning I guess mm-hmm. you call it mm-hmm. and it was one of those pains that I don't want to ever experience again I just yeah. remember I was fighting it so hard and because I was fighting it I kept like going against it which you know with Zoe with the second one you kind of you know and you can tune in way better but with first one, I was fighting the pains a lot and it was worse probably than, yeah, I didn't do any hypnobirthing or any uh, breathing before, like, um, you know, course. And I kind of wish I did, but I mean, it was that way it was. So, yeah. And uh, since I had a really, I had a, a lot of water, like at nine months, you usually touch the belly and you feel like the little body inside. But mm-hmm. when you touch my belly, it was like a wave of, um, at the sea you know like it was still so watery (laughs) it was unreal and for some reason because it didn't break the head couldn't really go lower there was still like a bunch of water and she couldn't get through so yeah we were we're at home what maybe 14 15 hours and then the midwife suggested that you know she saw me and she probably saw joey and she was kind of thinking like it's a midday and so she suggested we're gonna go to Podoli and pinch the water, help mm. it out a little. So, and I was kind of happy to accept it. <laughs> I was kind of done. 
Yeah. Um, and how far in labor were you then? How many hours? She, I was open. Yeah, it was like 14, 15 hours around mm. that time. Mm. And uh, I was open for about eight centimeters. So I was really wide open, but it just, mm. it just didn't, you know, she didn't, she couldn't come down. So mm. we hopped into an Uber <laughs> and went <laughs> and uh, yeah, we showed up at Podoli and I mean, it was fine. Of course, the process stopped because, you know, you start thinking and not listening to the body and there was lunchtime and the doctor had to get his lunch. So I was just waiting for him to show up. And a couple of hours later, he, he came and uh, he pinched the waters and he was nice. He knew the midwife, so he knew what's going on and where we're coming from. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that was kind of kind of nice. And uh, yeah, I heard about two or three other births and I was getting frustrated. That how come everybody's giving birth and me still just hanging in here, not <laughs> having it done? <laughs> but yeah, so he came around two, I remember. And then I had to look up when Nora was born. And she was born at five. So three hours later after the waters broke she came out but it was really nice because nobody was in there just that their midwife kept coming once in a while with the doppler listening and since she knew i have a midwife they didn't really bother me mm. and they almost missed the birth which i loved because <laughs> nora was i was on the on the ground on uh you know one of those gymnastics uh what do you call it Zinyenka in czech we call it this mat oh yeah on the mat oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and uh yeah I was I had to ask Joey because I have to say it was blurry after for me like I don't remember anything after pinching the waters much mm-hmm. and uh Joey said I was sort of sitting and squatting kind of laying on the side on that mat and um yeah Nora was almost out and then everybody ran in the doctor and the midwife and they caught her mm. so he caught her the doctor caught her um and then uh I remember I Joey yeah we were waiting with the what is it called the court umbilical how do yeah, you pronounce umbil- it umbilical, umbilical court. court yeah I think mm. we I had a birth plan and they were pretty much following it and respecting it which I was happy about mm. so I uh, we were waiting until it stops pumping and I think Joey cut it because he did both and he was terrified but yeah I remember he I think he did <laughs> <laughs> and uh and then uh, they uh I guess they didn't follow this part where they took Nora away from me and it was just a meter away, you know, but they, they, they follow, they respected that I didn't want her to be washed. So they didn't, they just kind of wiped her a little, I guess, and um, put her in those white sheets and this white silly hat she has on a picture. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was climbing up on the, I was already probably on the chair and I think I had to get some stitches. I, um, at the end, I think I, um, I uh what's the word you I got that, cut. You, that you tore or did they yeah, oh, I did tore. they do thank you yes did they yeah. do did no, they no, do it no, or did no no, no okay. they didn't know I would not let them touch me <laughs> <laughs> I was still ready right. to fight no it tore a little but just a little bit so I think mm. they had to stitch me up and um and of course they're like oh yeah you lost a lot of blood and you need some water we're gonna put, we're gonna water you up, but they didn't say they're putting oxytocin in, which I found out later from the paper. So I wasn't very happy about their communication. 
Wow. And I didn't really understand why are they speeding up the process of process of birthing placenta? I guess since it's a hospital and it's, you know, you come and go and they want to get it done and go get their dinner or whatever they mm-hmm. were um, pushing. Cause I mean, you can birth placenta for another three hours, right. Or even yeah. later. Yeah. So they speed it up and, you know, we are kind of, you have all those endorphins and adrenaline and you don't, you know what your name is and you kind of, not and I wasn't yeah that that's where I was kind of not happy about my midwife that she didn't really you know push for it but I get also on the other hand maybe I really lost a lot of uh, blood mm. but I mean half a liter I don't feel like it's a lot but you never know anyway I, th- I think that these things are usually fine and nobody would say no to it like oxytocin after birth if you lose a lot yeah. of blood can just yeah. help to uh, uh, contract the uterus to help you stop bleeding but it's the true. thing yeah. the thing that is not okay is to not be asked or not be informed this exactly. is what you need how about this those those are just the things that need to be addressed I think because I don't think any woman would say no I don't want to stop bleeding <laughs> you were know? very right yeah you just <laughs> named it the right words that's I was yeah. very disappointed with the communication and I mean you get that you get that yeah. in the hospitals uh and that's why I didn't want to do it because the communication is lacking mm. some respect. Yeah, you're very right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But so anyway, was, so yeah. they they brought her over. I immediately ripped all the sheets off her and just put her, which is very funny when you, I don't know if you ever thought about it, but you naturally put your baby on the left breast next to the heart. You never put your baby to the right breast. Isn't that mm. interesting how the nature works? That's actually true, isn't it? Yeah. I never thought about that. Really? Yes. I read it, read about it somewhere later that you always, when you have your baby latch for a first time, you always naturally do it. I mean, if you don't have a C-section and you're not, you know, under some uh, medicine, you'll always put it to the left because that's where the heart is and she can hear the thumping. So sweet. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so she latched on immediately and yeah, and it was all good. And they let us um bond for a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh actually, yeah, I remember the Apgar score was good and you know she was totally healthy. We were super happy. Joey was super hungry. He was right before the birth, he had this guy saying, like, I'm hungry, I wanna go get some lunch. I'm like, um, how about no? How about you help me here? <laughs> and, <laughs> so he was he was done too. I mean, it, it's it's so stressful for the boys too. I mean, they yeah. want to help you, but they can't, right? So yeah. I remember we were just both exhausted, and then we brought our mm, baby car seat with us because I knew if I'm going to um, a hospital, I am not staying for the you know if there is every, if everything is fine, I'm taking off and. They call it a ambulatory birth or mm-hmm. outpatient's birth. What's the yeah. right one? I'm not yeah. sure. But yeah, you know what I mean? So you basically yeah. give birth, you wait a few hours to see if everything is fine and then you leave. And so they saw the baby car seat and they knew immediately that I want to go home. So they were quite okay with it. I wanted to eat but I couldn't get any lunch or dinner because I wasn't staying in the hospital and we didn't bring much food with us but oh well I begged them and then finally they gave me some bread and 
some spreadsheets and I was like, wow, this is how I'm supposed to get the energy to like stand up and actually go home. But sure. Mm -hmm. So my recommendation to all women that want to go and have ambulatory birth, just pack up lots of food so Mm -hmm. you can, you can get the energy back because after, you know, running a marathon basically, or even, you know, harder thing to give birth, you, they are going to ask you to take a shower and go pee and if you're able to do this they're gonna let you go usually and I was I had to put all my strength up to go get shower done because I was just so hungry but I did it and I started putting my clothes on and the nurse came back and she's like oh you're almost ready I'm like yes she's like so you made it okay you can go around and I was just so relieved I don't have to stay overnight because the hospital was full they actually didn't want to accept me because they had a full uh all the rooms were full but because I was open eight centimeters they had to accept me so I was lucky enough I didn't have to ride anywhere drive anywhere else but also that meant if the baby was born they would take it away for the night and I would be somewhere else and I was like no this is not happening so we hopped well yeah we got ready oh yeah there was another little incident that I remember I have to laugh about was that the pediatrician comes and checks on the baby and yeah she just mumbled oh yeah you're going home your baby's gonna die and I'm like oh yeah sure just give me the papers I'll sign them and go and I was just like I was telling that to my midwife that already left and I was telling it to her the next day and she's like oh what's the name this and I'm like oh yeah that was the pediatrician she's like oh yeah she's famous for being an ass I'm like oh my god how can that woman how would you work there? why would you say such a thing exactly. like well I don't understand yeah this whole yeah why people are so nasty right when it's the joy and miracle of life but oh well I was ready for all this I mean I read and I got ready and I had my elbows you know ready to fight for me so Mm -hmm. we -hmm. got through it we signed the papers and I remember that (laughs) this is another funny story Joey wanted me to walk all the way down to the main road to catch uber and i was like are you serious i am mm. after birth like a full 24-hour birth and you are asking me to walk down he's like oh shit okay so then he went to catch a taxi and brought it up and uh, we went home and then the best times come i had steaks and uh, some eggplant ready for um dinner like I prepared pre-made a lot of food and I even made like a goose soup that they suggest that you drink like broth after and I remember we came home we put Nora into the little bed next to our bed and we went just we had a feast for like hour or two we just (laughs) everything that we found in the fridge and then that was it it was pretty cool actually That sounds pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it was overall it was really nice. And how was how was postpartum after it was that? No fun. <laughs> no? <laughs> it was no fun. No. That's where the hard times come. I mean, I always say I can be pregnant and give birth every day, but don't give me a baby after <laughs> the postpartum part. Yeah. 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 I was struggling mentally. I guess well, at the beginning. It was summer. It was like 30 degrees, but so I was naked basically all the time, which is good for the baby too, you know, skin Mm. on skin. So that was nice. But I remember one thing that nobody told me was how your nipples are going to hurt after nursing. 
basically mm-hmm. all the time. So the first three or four days I cried every time she latched on. Yeah. And you just have to get used to it, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's fine. It's just, I wish somebody told me. Uh, and I kept using coconut oil to just have it a little um, smoother. But yeah, that was that was hard. But uh, the yeah. midwife came to check on me for the next three days and she took that blood out of the of, out of Nora's heel. And um, I am also RH negative. So there was a risk if she's positive, I would have to go get the injection uh, so I could be pregnant again. But thank God Nora was negative too. So we didn't have to run back to the hospital. That was a little tricky part because the hospital wouldn't probably accept us but you can't get anywhere else the injection. So I was a little worried how we're going to do it. But th- yeah, I mean, it was, it worked out because she was negative. So I didn't have to worry about it. Yeah. And uh, so besides the nipples, it was just a mental, mo- mental um, acceptance of not as we, as we spoke uh, before the podcast shortly that we like our me time. I had to come to terms with on terms with um the fact that i'm not gonna be alone i won't have any alone time but that was also mm-hmm. is the partnership between me and joey wasn't working well mm-hmm. and i think i had different expectations than him and he was at the gym from five till 10 in the evening and he wasn't around much and i was alone so i think that was the struggle but i mean she was great Nora had she actually had a little jaundice Mm-hmm. but the midwife was sweet and she's like as long as you sit out, out here on the balcony and give her sunshine she'll be fine so it was really easy going this way yeah but um yeah Nora was a great teacher she taught me a lot to accept yeah. things and and <laughs> you know the, the we were I mean we were active I was going around with her meeting other people and stuff but still just being being at home after not ever being at home is is hard for everybody yeah. I guess yeah, yeah definitely definitely all right is um there else from Norris Norris birth and postpartum that you feel yeah oh yeah I had a midwife and then I wanted to say that I um scheduled a lactation consultant to bring her ho- to come home just think just to make sure that everything is fine and she's like oh yeah totally natural you you can do it I was because I was nursing to be honest I'm a lazy mom I was nursing while laying down and I was lucky enough that my breast is sort of big enough, I guess, for, you know, a little baby to latch on on the side. So I didn't have to wake up and like get up, but I did kill myself with elimination communication. So from the very beginning, (laughs) I did with Nora this and she had cloth diapers, not like the sophisticated ones. She had them later, but the white ones, white square ones that we grew up in, mm. that our moms were having us in. And uh, the elimination, el- elimination communication works pretty well during the night because the baby is just starting to like wiggle, wiggle, and you know, she wants to pee. But then also it means I kept putting her to sleep with nurse in. So she woke up five or six or seven times a night, just, you know, pee and nurse and yeah, I felt like every 45 minutes I'm up, but I back then and still up to now, I don't have problems to like fall asleep before the kids. So I usually just like nurse her and probably went, fell asleep before Nora did. So 
I didn't lack any sleep. I have to say again, this is like my pregnancy and the sleep. I never experienced problem with it. I just make sure I go to sleep with the kid, you know, at nine or eight and wake up with them. So, but I didn't have, neither of those girls would sleep in full stretch ever more than an hour or Mm -hmm. hour and a half. So, but that was the elimination communication too that I kind of did with them. So. And how did that yeah. work? Like how, when, when were they sort of out of, out of the cloth? It worked it? really well with Nora. And it's, I think it's also connected with the character of the baby because she is very keen on like having everything planned and having everything in order. And so she kept doing the elimination communication. She worked like it worked really well. And she went naturally from that to a potty at like, she didn't have her diapers at like 18 months she was done yeah so that's great so that was that paid off with zoe that was a little different story but that also like it shows the character she's kind of like "Ah," all over the place and she gave up around one year when she was one year old it stopped working and i didn't push it i was you know you're tired exhausted you have two kids you're like ah whatever she'll learn you know everybody learns how to pee and poop at a party at some point And but she had the cloth diapers too, and like around eighteen months, the cloth diapers were already like you know Nora had them, she had them. They were kind of old and they were leaking a bunch. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to buy new sets. I'm just gonna take it off you, since like I'm wash. I can only wash pants. I don't have to wash diapers in pants. And it it's called like an Indian style of learning how to potty, I think. And you let them, you take it off, you tell them, you communicate it with them, and it took about two weeks. Like she knew she doesn't have the diapers, but sometimes she couldn't hold it. You know, like we went the next day I took the diaper out. So we went to the zoo. She kept it all in. She even, and we were driving back home and she let go on the stairs at home. So I, her brain knew it's just, um, her bladder is also works different. Nora doesn't have to go pee for hours. And so it goes every hour. So it's also physical yeah physical predisposition rather than like only bre- like how the brain works you know? yeah I always found it fascinating I'm just I guess too lazy I don't know is the word but I just <laughs> yeah. like I did not want to bother with it I, I was just like I'm you know I'm too I don't busy being you, sleep deprived <laughs> I don't blame you because if I had another one oh yeah but that's you know what it is I always keep saying like I would never ever do it again but then I don't have the it's so hard when you see they want to go pee to let them pee in the diapers that I struggle with this like oh should I let them go or oh I see they want to go why don't I do it and then you just get in that vicious circle and doing it all the time (laughs) yeah that's true that's true yeah well they all learn at some point exactly they all learn exactly how to do there is it. no yeah. pressure it's just the society that pressures right yeah you feel exactly. like you should but it's really doesn't matter and I wish with Zoe I didn't want I let her maybe longer in the diapers I felt like I stressed her a lot more but oh well she'll she'll live she's a happy baby now yeah <laughs> <laughs> I have one more little note here on my piece of paper and I actually took my placenta home both times I don't know if um, you can actually do it in the hospitals you just got to bring your own Tupperware so FYI ladies bring your Tupperware you can bring your placenta home yeah what did you do with it 
it nor us i put it in the freezer mm. and two years later i took it finally out and went to my mom's cottage and we buried it next to a tree in the cell because i felt like i gotta do it it's you know it's too long ever since and uh yeah i wanted to pl- plant like put bury it in a little garden that we m- ever will have but we never you know had a house or so i was like oh this is a this is a good place yeah oh that's very nice <laughs> and with the other one with nora with zoe i did a so with both of those placenta i actually made some smoothies at the beginning mm. and uh and the rest went to the freezer and with the rest of zoe's i had my midwife did the second midwife the new one she uh was able to do the put the dry placenta into the capsules so I kept oh yeah um I basically my own placenta after so yeah that's great that's great I felt like it gave me the energy so maybe it was a placebo you know but I yeah so I I did it too and I sort of some days with Phineas I remember I would forget to take those pills and then I'd have mm-hmm. a really shit day and then I'd come home and I'd be like oh my pills and I'd take them and I'd feel better and I don't know right? if it was placebo I have no idea but it really helped my mood <laughs> exactly that's how I was too it just yeah. it was that one of those supporting things that you can do to feel better yeah yeah, yeah definitely yeah so how, so how did you guys know that you wanted to have another baby oh that's a that's a story itself yeah so we after Nora we were okay for a while and then around eight months when she was eight months we had a yeah started fighting a whole bunch and uh so we decided we're gonna do some uh couple counseling and we did and it helped me to vent all these things and and talk about it I'm not sure if it helped Joey he was a little frustrated I think but um so we did the couple counseling and it made me feel closer to Joey again. And um, I knew I wanted to have kids very close to each other so they can be buddies. And my other reason why to have them so early after each other, it was to get it over with. <laughs> so I, don't I felt like the longer I'm going to, you know, starting to connect to myself again, the less I will want to lose it again. So I was like, oh, I'm so into those you know, hormonal swings. And since I have this baby, I know everything. Why don't I do it right away? And uh, so after summer, I think we started like, yeah, Nora was like a year probably and a bit. And we kept, we started trying again, basically decided mentally, like we, it was planned again. And uh, it was uh, longer than we thought that it, the tri- trying we thought you know I'll just get pregnant oh yeah I also got my period so I think it was all connected we just started going and going for it and around one and yeah I guess I remember that Nora had to stop nursing because I lost my milk and she yeah she she wanted to um be nursed but it was just hurting like crazy when you have no milk I'm like no this is it and so we switched the boop for a hand and it's funny because Nora still loves falling asleep holding her hand and I felt like if I was able to nurse she would probably nurse up till now (laughs) (laughs) so cute yeah yeah and Zoe would too Zoe was nursed till about 
yeah, she was three and a bit. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. And I yeah. remember I was telling her, sweetie, it's October. And when November starts, we're going to stop nursing. She's like, okay, okay. And every night she's like, is it still October? I'm like, oh yeah, it's October. And one day she goes, is it October? I'm like, no, it's November. She's like, oh. And it hit her because she felt like October is going to be forever, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a sad night. <laughs> she kept trying a few more days. She's like, is it October, mom? I'm like, no, mm-hmm. it's going to be next year. But yeah. And so, but she still comes and she asks if I have milk and she's what, five. So Aww. I'm like, no, sweetie, I don't have milk. She loves it. She is a boob lover. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Too cute. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So, uh, so we planned and I got pregnant. And Joey was excited and I was excited a little less because I knew it's going to be hard <laughs> with the baby yeah. already, but yeah. I was still excited because I knew Nora's going to have a buddy. And uh, again, it's funny because the pregnancy, they say each pregnancy is different. Was your pregnant, were your pregnancies different? Yeah, totally different. Really? Totally different. Yeah. That is so <laughs> funny because mine were almost identical. I felt Yeah. Like. I mean, like in in a way that you, um, of course, you're in the same body, but like I think the experience in itself was different. Um, mm. But maybe I felt similar, like the same kind of morning sickness and the same kind of stuff. Yeah, you were sick. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no. you must hate me now. <laughs> it goes with it. <laughs> yeah, but so it was yeah. similar for you. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was really. I felt like it's the same because again, I didn't. I wasn't sick once. I was pretty active. I mean, I had uh, almost uh, what year and a half old, so we were just running around, and I wasn't eating as strict anymore. But because we, oh yeah, I forgot with Nora, we did the baby let weaning. So again, for lazy moms, it's easy to <laughs> not peer at everything, and they just ate off your plate whatever you eat. So we kept still eating pretty healthy because you want your kids to eat, you know, right. So. So that was it. And uh, even the birth was similar. Yeah. The, so the pregnancy, Joey, the difference was that I knew the gender because Joey uh, kept bugging and I felt like it's time to compromise since I didn't know about the first one. He wanted to know the second one. So we found out it was a girl. So I was like, mm. oh, I can keep all that's close. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I skipped again the diabetes and I didn't even do the long sugar because I was just like, it's fine. And I found, yeah. And at the very beginning, I made sure I booked my mid, my midwife that I wished for and she was free. So I was super stoked. So, and that was, so this pregnancy was way easier because I had that midwife I trusted and I kept visiting her once in a while. And it was a nice little trip out of Prague with Nora we loved it and she didn't make me go to the hospitals ever for checkups you know so it was very easy going very like home field and mm. uh and yeah did you plan for a home birth again again I did I was like I'm gonna get that done <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um we uh yeah we planned for a home birth and everything was fine like the girl was um healthy in my belly and I was healthy and nothing was against it but yet again I had so much water in my belly like uh the midwife wasn't worried but when the pregnancy when the birth started again my waters well it broke like 
imagine like a little millimeter hole. So there was a little tiny leak that woke me up and it stopped. And we went at my friend's house out of Prague and she had a pool in like a backyard, but she made sure to tell me not to give birth there. And I was so disappointed. I was like, oh my God, this place would be perfect. I could scream and like, oh, but she was like, no, you're not giving birth here. I'm like, oh shit. Okay. So we had to back up and like at midnight where it started, we woke up Nora and packed up and went to the house downtown here. And I remember I was a lot more prepared. So I knew like I was walking around and singing and, you know, just you were making noises according to like the contractions. And yeah, if you listen to your body, it tells you what to do. And I remember the neighbor later, like later that week, she said, oh, I knew every hour of your birth. I'm like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) I was, yeah, I was being loud, but oh, well, she can, she was fine. And Yeah. uh, yeah, I called she came early in the morning and it kept going again all night and all morning and and then she started being worried about the baby not going down again because there was so much water again and she kept doing different things with like a sling around my waist and you know trying to push it down a little in uh, different positions I was put in and there was yeah it wasn't really going anywhere i think if we were out in the you know field or in the middle of nowhere i could do it for another three days i guess but the midwife said she's like why don't we call my friend and i'll discuss it with her i guess her colleague so she called up her colleague and she was discussing the whole issue and yeah they both agreed it would be better to go get the water broke again because the midwives don't want to do it here because the risk is too high and, you know, and then going to the hospital might be too late because the cord can come out earlier or something. Oh, anyway. I see. That's why. So there is yeah. a, yeah. So there is a risk that they are not very keen on doing here, specifically in like Czech Republic. Oh, I, did, I didn't know that. I would, I was thinking that it was because you had a lot of amniotic fluid and the baby wasn't really engaged yet that the cord could get stuck Yeah, no, there a was little bit. a... Ah. I think there, the there that might be too, but the main reason might be that it's illegal to give birth here yeah. at home, yeah. and the risk of breaking the waters at home is too high for any of us to get into. You know, like calling an ambulance and you know, ex- like t- telling them what happened would not. Yeah, it wouldn't work. So, but we had a so this this plan was with the midwife that had a contract at. Rakovnik, which is well-known uh, hospital for delivering basically almost naturally, right? Like it's up to you. <laughs> they don't, they communicate well and they respect you. So we hopped in a car with uh, my midwife and then um, I had a friend of mine scheduled for, you know, helping with Nora and translate into Joey so I don't have to worry about it and they hopped in a different car and thank the lord we went separated because I remember Marketa was telling me that Joey was not happy that we're going to the hospital again and it's so far it was like an hour away but you know I was like if I give birth in the car I'm fine but he was just he was worried of course he was yeah yeah so we got there and it felt like I think that this was my dream of a birthing house you know like we walked up 
the back stairs because she had the keys and we didn't need, we didn't have to register or sign any papers. We just went directly to a place that she already had prepared because she called a colleague. And so it felt just wonderful. And it was huge. There was a pool, there was a couch to lay on. I mean, the pool wasn't full, filled up because I didn't want to water birth. For some reason, when I was giving birth, I didn't like to be wet. Did you have that too? Or did you, were you thinking about water we, birth? We were thinking about having a water birth the first time we had a pool, but it was like too quick for that to be full. Oh, I see. <laughs> oh, sure. Also, we were in London and it was like, no, um, like you didn't know how much hot water you were going to get, right, at one go, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's just preference in the moment, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I remember from this birth, so there was an Afghani doctor, like a nice woman showed up and she was, you know, asking like how long the birth is. And I almost blurped out, you know, the, the actual hours and the midwife was like winging at me. It was like a couple hours. I'm like, oh yeah, just about an hour or two. <laughs> and she's like, okay, so you're, you sure you want to break it? Like, would you not want to wait? I'm like, uh-huh let's just break it because it was really like another 15 hours behind me that she didn't yeah. know yeah. <laughs> and uh it's funny because she broke it and it came out and it was like a flood like I felt like the whole there was a pond under me not just like a little water <laughs> and uh and then I remember she kept talking to Joey about war and Saddam Hussein that really stuck to my head oh. <laughs> like, because she realized he's American and they just started discussing this. I'm like, wow. Okay, sure. I'll just be given birth. And you talk, you guys talk war. And oh my gosh, <laughs> that was really strange. <laughs> and then, and then I remember another thing that the, the, there was another girl helping and they, they were giving me, they were letting me smell um, rosemary etheric oil that was giving me strength that was really nice so if you ladies are giving birth may bring a little etheric oil rosemary one and keep sniffing it it actually it felt like it gave me so much strength every time I had to push it was really nice that was awesome from them and then uh, I remember she was a little she was a teeny tiny midwife the other one and uh She's like, just hold me. I'm like, no, I'm going to break you. I'm going to break your <laughs> fingers and your arm. And she's like, no, you won't. And then I held her and she's like, oh, you might. Okay, we'll switch. Yeah. Just like really <laughs> grabbed her heart. And so I was really happy Joey was there. I have to say both burst. I was so happy that he, because he works out and, you know, he owns a gym. And I felt like I can just hold on to him and I'm not going to break him. So mm. I really like this, like, strength next to me that supported me and uh this time I was given birth in a squat where he was just hen- like holding me with his arms under my armpits like all my strength was into his arms and and then it came out so it was really it felt very what's the right word exciting but even better word for that it's just it was so even like overwhelming but like in a nice way you know and you were just feeling the strength of like everybody. And yeah, it was really, I really like this birth. It wasn't, I've, as I said, I've accepted the pain a lot better and I felt more confident and, and the whole, like everything that, you know, the environment was just, um, even like me, I was a lot more calm. Yeah. 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 
so that was that was it so both were natural and i didn't tear up this time and i didn't get the oxytocin so we were waiting for the placenta oh no i did i did because uh the midwife said um that i lost a bunch of blood and i think a lot i lost actually a lot more and maybe i was exhausted and but she as we spoke uh, as we said last time she communicated well with me she was asking if it's okay and if i want it and if it, it's gonna help me anything i was like oh yeah totally fine so that was it and uh they brought me some lunch and i was chatting with my friend i remember and i just felt like i didn't even give birth i was just high on you know endorphins and adrenaline and everything and then the pediatrician showed up and that was the funny story because there was a lady also putting down the names. And so we had the names uh, chosen before, although you don't have to, because I, even for home births, I was like, you know, you got to go register. So we chose the names before just to skip the admin stuff and not fight with them. And uh, this pediatrician heard the last name and he just, you know, turned around. It's like, Joey, he's like, yeah. He's like, I go to your gym. I have private fedora. <laughs> you know, no. started, they started taking selfies, of course, and sending it to the gym, you know, fan page, whatever. Oh. I'm like, oh my God, this is hilarious. <laughs> so he, so at the sweet. beginning, yeah, at the beginning, he wasn't very, uh, so they all knew I want to do the ambulatory birth again. And he was the one that was against it. He's like, if you were my midwife, I would never let you go. But then he kind of, you know, he, he got a lot more friendly because he knew Joey. So I was like, thank God. <laughs> we didn't have to fight him. And he, I mean, he was like, it's your decision. As long as you're okay with it, the baby is totally fine. And they let us uh, just snuggle and bond. And we all took naps, like Joey, Nora, me and Zoe on the big couch for a couple hours. And then my midwife came and gave me a paper to sign. And then we just hopped in a car and went home. Was Nora there for the birth? No, she wasn't. Marketa, my friend, took her out to a playground. Mm, okay. And they were probably communicating with Joey. So mm. I don't remember, but she brought her right after. So I held Zoe for a while. And then I remember Joey had her for so long with Nora. So that was, yeah. So she must have come right after. Probably Joey texted her and they showed up. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's so nice. It was, uh, it just makes me feel so like, I feel all this warmth around me (laughs) from having, I have to say, having the birth so wonderful. And I want to tell all the ladies, if they're listening, just get the information before and get ready. And it's just going to be such experience worth it. You know, when you know what you want and, and fingers crossed, it goes well. And, but I believe if you believe in your body and, because the body and the you know your intuition tells you and it can be always good you know I know there are harder there are hurdles for others and yeah but I think um it can always be nice even with the c-section and yeah other stuff so absolutely so that's 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 postpartum maybe with Zoe was Mm -hmm. way easier I actually I have to say she was four years four days old and we went to, uh, because she's born at the end of August. She was actually, so they were two, they're exactly two years apart and two weeks, although they were supposed to be around the same date. Yeah. And uh, we went to a preschool, first preschool for Nora, first day. So the preschool that she goes now in knows her ever since she was four days old. 
Oh, that's so and, nice. Um, it was a it was a good choice for Nora. She's a social bug, and she loved going with because lots of parents were asking me like, "Don't you think like one the older kid will feel like you know you're putting her away from the family?" But it depends on the character and the and the kid. And Nora loved her own time playing and then coming home and being with us. And I it helped me, you know, to bond with Zoe and then be excited for Nora as well. So yeah, of course. It was so it was a lot easier because um I knew like a lot more things and Nora was at preschool three morning three days like three mornings, three days and uh I had my own time. And then also and I think it's uh, also when you look back the characters because Nora we are both stubborn and we kind of fight a bunch and it was the beginning of her when she was born too but with Zoe it's a different click and she is a lot more easygoing and it was the same with postpartum she was just laughing a lot more than Nora (laughs) you know so it's it's yeah it's always when you look back the characters also when they're babies it's already there Mm. it's not like all the babies cry right or no it's so funny though because Every time I hear someone talk about their second child, it's always, it's always a little easier. bit more easygoing. And of I think course. it's also because we are finding it a bit yes. more easy because we've done it before. Like it's the same with and- Avi. He's a bit more like easygoing and he just he just takes care of himself. Not that Phineas didn't, but like right. both him and me were more careful together, you know, because we were yes. setting new ground together. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Also, I think the first one is really a pilot project right you yeah. have to try everything to find out so it's a startup <laughs> yep exactly yeah. you invest and then it brings everything back yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely it's very true but the first one is a, also a, a bigger teacher I feel yeah. like do you have it that yeah. same way yeah I think still so. teaches me a lot more I mean yeah. they both teach you a lot of things but yeah yeah but that's for sure Oh, yeah. that's really nice to hear. Um, <laughs> is there anything else from Zoe's story that you'd like to mention? I am thinking I did the uh, capsules with placenta, so I brought it home too. Mm. No, there's no, it was a really nice experience. Yeah. yeah. Do you have I'm any happy. references you'd like to share from any of the Do. Yeah. I will tell you about the massages that I was speaking about, and it's yeah. called the website is sitprostebe, so it's C-I-T-P-R-O-S-E-B-E.com, or maybe mm-hmm. that's easy, one of those. Anyway, and the lady is called, her name is Viera Vachkarova, and she mm-hmm. also, she does a whole bunch of courses on like edible flowers and other stuff, and she is up in Vinohrady, right by JZP. Mm, that sounds so nice. Check her, sure to... check her out. Yeah, we'll be sure to She's link gotta... to that. Yeah, she's got a wonderful little flat there that you visit every time you get the massage. And um, I loved it. It was such a treat. You have yeah. to, tre- yes, please treat yourself while you're pregnant and after pregnancy <laughs> as well. Just, yes. you know, it feels like you don't have time, but you have to make that time and then it's mm-hmm. worth it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And then I would recommend some hypnobirthing courses. I never did one, but I all I hear is just, it's worth it. And it helps you 
sort of get ready and expect what comes. Do you think? Have you ever done any? I actually haven't either, but Mm -hmm. it sort of comes with a little bit more of a holistic approach to the, to the like general childbirth course. So I've done childbirth courses and and, uh, we're making one now actually with Alex. Um, But it also has like a little bit more of an approach through hypnobirthing or through like even this thing called calm birth also, just this thing of knowing the things and then connecting them to yourself. Mm -hmm. That's like the Mm -hmm. bridge. The hypnobirthing is like the bridge, connecting them to yourself and your needs and what you want and what's best for you and your baby, basically, you know. So, I like yeah, it. I would also I would also definitely recommend doing something like that before to prepare. Yeah. And then I have two more websites that I want mm-hmm. everybody to visit. <laughs> <laughs> Great. There's a, Go for it. It's well, both of them are mostly in Czech, but there is some some info about uh some info in English. Mm-hmm. And the first one is Aperio, it's a healthy parenting association. And mm. it tells you all the rights you have to do what you know in regards to pregnancy birth or parenting or then you know when uh you have to split up what the roles of the parents or rights of the parents are but also Mm. with like all the admin around birth and stuff it tells you what you're allowed and what you can ask for rather than you know what they tell you in hospitals or any other offices so yeah it's worth it it's very good yeah, and they always update their, they also uh, print out a book with all those rights, I think every year. So it's updated and they keep it going. And you can also mm-hmm. support them on their website. Click and send some money if you ever feel like. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah. And then there is uh, one other thing that I was uh, using when I, when I found my, where I found my lactation consultant, the League of Human Rights, the LLP. And I think there is also the lactation. Um, yeah, there is a website linked to the lactation consultants. And so it tells you again what your rights are and um, sort of shows you what's the right way. Yeah, so it's worth it. And then my last but not least recommendation is invest into doula or midwife or yeah, any course because it really makes a difference when you're aware and you can actually discuss it with somebody and there is the support even if it doesn't speak or it doesn't do much it's just the backup that you have I felt like it's one of the it was the best money invested ever yeah and it takes the pressure off your partner also because your partner is also experiencing birth maybe for the first time and they even can do a lot of preparation but they've never seen it before maybe so it's it's just to like put some pressure off them too <laughs> very, very <laughs> to, true to because, support you. yeah yeah mm. you can't expect the yeah your partner to be a midwife right although right. sometimes you feel like it they should yeah, but they should they don't have to <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but the doula the, the doula is for them also just as exactly. it is for you yeah yeah I think it's very good. true psychological oh, support yes yeah Oh, that's great, Cam. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your beautiful stories with us. It's been really nice to hear them finally. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa, thank you for the opportunity to actually look back because it's been, you know, a few years mm-hmm. and I revived some old forgotten memories and I <laughs> giggled a bunch. I have to say I didn't cry once when I was um, thinking about it. 
and that made me very happy. And thank you for, um, you know, being able to live and experience the moments of joy and miracle that life is. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thanks again, Cam, for coming on and sharing your beautiful birth stories with us today on the podcast. If you are sitting out there listening in and you'd like to reach out to Cam with any questions at all for her, um, then go please ahead and send me an email at the nine months podcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to share your story, now is a good time. Raise your hand and let me know. And I would love to record more and more stories to provide info and to provide sharing space for all the parents out there that feel that this is a good medium for them to prepare for birth and to find community so head to nine monthspodcast.com or send me an email again at the nine months podcast at gmail.com and we'll take it from there have a wonderful week ahead guys and i'll see you next week Thank you.